Now we have uh, contestant um, two. A round of applause, ladies and gentlemen, for the lovely Maisie Tompkins, a, um, a true Brighton belle. <laughs> yes. yes, thank you, thank you, that's enough. Yeah, that's, that's enough. Now, Maisie, perhaps you'd like to tell us how old you are. I'm... <laughs> how old I've become? <laughs> well, well, take your time, my dear. We've, we've got all day. Well, I've got the time and you've got the inclination. <laughs> oh, yes, well, um, uh, we can get up to some other things if you like. Um, it, says, it says here that you like Pericomo. Uh, that your, your favourite show on the wireless is Workers' Playtime, and that you're almost unnaturally fond of, um... Does that say cockles? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> oh, uh, look, look, may I make a suggestion? Big breaths, my dear, big breaths. <laughs> What's wrong? I only said big breaths. The Adventures of Inspector Steam by Lynn Truss. Episode 5, In Praise of Love. Every year in Brighton, the influx of summer visitors has a jolly interesting effect on the spirits of Inspector Steam. In his weekly broadcast on the home service, he is proud to inform his listeners around the time of the Whitson holiday of the bright and friendly welcome paid to Brighton holidaymakers by the members of his police force. My men are more than happy to help the seaside visitor with directions to hotels, the correct time and so on. And oh, on this last matter, incidentally, it appears that a truly astonishing number of irresponsible British citizens leave home each morning without thinking to carry about their person a timepiece of any but then, when he discovers that the ice cream parlours are full, or that the visitors are dropping fish and chip paper on the pavement, or that they're buying the obnoxious saucy seaside postcards, he tends to revise his opinion. The public are disgusting, Mrs Groynes. Ah, oh, no, dear. They're even beasts. But why are they so disgusting? Search me, dear. Cup of tea. Why do they come to Brighton to be disgusting? Are they as disgusting as this at home? Personally, I think I'm jolly lucky to work where other people go on holiday. And as for telling people the time of day, I am more than happy to be of service. What's the time, Endal? Oh, boy, I've only left my watch at home in Tottenham. Not again, Doris. Oh, I never noticed on the coach. Look, don't forget the bags, love. No, right. The driver will open up the hole in a minute. Any minute now. Wait till you see me in my new costume from Swan and Edgar's. <laughs> You're going to knock on the chair, love. Oh, it'll be Miss Frimley and Scunthorpe, 1955, all over again. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope we're not late. <laughs> oh, hang on, we can ask this copper. Uh, excuse us, uh, could you tell us... The time, sir. Oh, yes. Uh, my pleasure, sir. It's uh, quarter past four. I do hope you enjoy your holiday. Just remember to put your fish and chip paper in the receptacles provided. Madam. Oh, quarter past? to register by five, Roy. Can I help you with directions? All in a day's work. Uh, no, no, no. Time very much. We've been to Brighton dozens of times. In fact, yes, yes. I knew it. We've met you before. Me? I'm sure of it, doll. You're right, Roy. Oh, we never forget the face. You were the one who wouldn't let us into that Black Museum exhibition on the seafront. You're right, Roy. The, the last time we were here, you and you and that other bloke, uh, uh, Sergeant... Sergeant Franswick. Is that his name? Doll Francis, you remembering that? <laughs> you really wanted to see that gruesome floorboard with a gruesome tooth stuck in it, didn't uh, you, Roy? I'll say I did, Doll. 
And then, of course, that, that, that was his name, Sergeant Brunswick. He had a go at my Doris. Oh, I, I wouldn't put it that way, exactly. He didn't have a go. He did. No, no, he was just a bit upset. I mean, Sergeant Brunswick is a bally fine policeman who would he never... He manhandled her in front of me, too. Yes, he did. He did. You can't say he didn't, because he did. <laughs> go and get the bags, Roy. Oh, yes, all right. Constable. You couldn't get a message to Sergeant Brunswick. Gosh, why? Tell him I'm staying at the Glen Eagles B&B above the milk bar in Middle Street and I'll see him by the bandstand at half past five. But I, I I'll send Roy off to the Metropole. Oh, he loves it. He loves spotting villains, you see, and there are always dozens of them up there. Oh, there you are, Roy. You were quick. <laughs> bandstand half past five. What's up, dear? You'll never guess who I just saw, doll. Where's my book? Where's my book? Oh, you haven't seen someone already. <laughs> As you may remember, Constable, my husband takes a very active interest in true crime. Oh, yes, that, that bally tooth and that bally floorboard. Mm. I just saw Palmyra Fitzherbert and Vincent Frangakis. Palmyra Fitzherbert? That's Mrs. Groins and Vince. What, dear? Uh, uh, nothing. Palmyra Fitzherbert. Vince. You remember, doll, the Threadneedle Street case, 1948. They're all turned on a silk stocking and a bar of Wright's cold tar with the impression of a key still in it. Famous trials, volume six. Fancy seeing them both here, eh? That's worth the coach fare by itself. I was jolly glad I'd bumped into Roy and Doris, and I was also badly intrigued. For one thing, why did Doris want to meet the sergeant? And for another, what was this Threadneedle Street case Mrs. Groin's and Ventriloquist Vince had been tried in? This fellow Roy was like a walking encyclopedia of true crime. If he and Doris were going to be in Brighton until Saturday, it occurred to me that if the sergeant could be persuaded to keep Doris occupied, I could get a wealth of very useful information out of Roy. But how would the sergeant feel about undertaking such a daunting task? Oh, blimey! Blimey, Doris! Blimey! Blimey, blimey, blimey! Blimey! It seemed odd to me, sir, if you don't mind my saying. I mean, after all, the last time she saw you, you were mauling her and she was screaming. Well... You haven't seen her since, sir. No, 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 no. Well, yes, it was her idea, son. I took her to the wrestling three or four times. What? Five, possibly. No more than six. We've been under the pier together, if you get my meaning. Oh, sir, I'm... I'm sorry, sir, I'm, I'm speechless. Look, I didn't think you'd want to know. If it's any consolation, the inspector doesn't know either. Well, with respect, that's hardly surprising, is it? How, how do you mean? Well, with respect, he doesn't know anything, does he? Ah, Brunswick, Trim. Afternoon, sir. Do either of you know anything about this beauty contest on Friday? It's the first I've heard of it. Well, that's odd, sir, because there have been posters all over town. Have there? For about a month, sir. Good heavens. Plus, there's been advertising in all the papers, the railway's putting on extra trains, and the hotels are offering special rates. I'm on duty there on the days it happens. So am I, sir. I think it'll be jolly good fun. So, why don't I know anything about it? <clears throat> there's actually a poster on your office door, sir. Behind you. What? what? Uh, oh! Good heavens. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't mind so much, but apparently... I'm judging the blasted thing. I know. Congratulations, sir. Girls, 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 get an eyeful of this little lot. Friday, July the 20th, Blackrock Swimming Pool, 3pm, Celebrity Judge Inspector Steen of the Brighton Constabulary. Uh, meet any of these lovely girls on a cliff walk and you won't know whether to block her passage or toss you. How did this happen? Right. Badges, I've got the papers, I've got the pens. Oh, afternoon, dears. Yes, Mrs. Groins. Something afoot, dears. Uh, Mrs. Groins. 
Do you know anything about this beauty contest? Since ventriloquist Vince was the organiser, it would be a safe bet that Mrs. Groins not only knew about it, but was behind it herself. She had also encouraged both the sergeant and me to volunteer for duty, but why? Why would Mrs. G want the inspector and the rest of us policing the Black Rock swimming pool on Friday afternoon? Naturally, I started to give this question a great deal of thought. But for some reason, as I made my way along the salty seafront to the Metropole, I found it hard to concentrate on Mrs. Groins. I just kept thinking about something else. Sergeant Brunswick and Doris. Doris. <laughs> Jim. Oh, Jim. Oh. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me you were coming? Oh, I wanted it to be a surprise, didn't I? I've entered that Miss Brighton competition. Oh, well, you'll win it, I'm sure of it. Look at you. Oh, look at you. What? <laughs> what? Oh, Jim. Oh. Oh. <laughs> the seaside always does this to me, you know. Does it? Mm. What? The smell of the donkeys, the breeze, flapping the deck chairs. Sun on my neck. <sighs> Doesn't it do it to you? I found Roy sitting in a shelter opposite the Metropole with his back to the sea. And the good news was, he was making notes already. Hello, sir. I hoped I'd see you here, sir. Oh, hello. I was wondering whether this would interest you. What? A box? It's a garrote, sir. It happened to be lying around in the station, and I thought, I know a man who would really appreciate this and will probably guess at once. Not Florence James. It is. It's huh? Florence James. I knew it. Oh, oh. oh. Can I touch it? You can have it, sir. No. Uh, oh. Well, it is the stated policy of the inspector that we should keep the public happy. Although, to be frank, giving people gruesome murder trial exhibits probably isn't quite what he had in mind. <laughs> have, you, uh, have you seen anyone of interest yet? May I see your book? Huh? Help yourself. Diamond Tony. Well, of course, he lives at the Metropole, so that's not really... Oh. Are you sure about this one, Roy? Terence Chambers? Absolutely. I've got a scrap voice. I've got a whole shelf. I'd know him anywhere. But he's East End, Roy. I know. He nailed someone's thumb. I know. He's an absolute... Hello. What on earth is he doing here? He's in a very, very different league from Mrs... <clears throat> I mean, um... What on earth is he doing here? Roy and I sat for another hour outside the Metropole. Arriving in enormous cars were famous villains from every part of the southeast of England whom I, embarrassingly, didn't recognise. Someone must have organised a summit meeting in Brighton of all these major criminals. And it wasn't hard to guess who. See the pyramid along the uh, uh, Mrs. Groynes? Uh, yes, dear. Do you mind if I ask you something? I'm a bit perplexed. Oh, who's been perplexing you, dear? Want me to sort them out? Uh, it's just that I really don't remember agreeing to judge this beauty contest on Friday. <laughs> you can't account for it at all, you mean? That's right. It's as if it just happened. Yes. No memory of it whatsoever? No. Would a nice cup of tea help at all? No. No, I don't think it would, really. Um, I'll, uh, 
Oh, well. See the marketplace in order. Mrs. Coins, Mrs. Coins, what the blazes is going on? Going on, dear. Oh, bit of dusting, bit of swabbing the deck. You know what I'm talking about. Why did Terence Chambers arrive last night at the Metropole? Well, even villains have to have holidays. At the same time as Fingers Breslaw from Eastbourne and Birthmark Potter from Hailsham. Look, I thought we could all meet up for a friendly chat, that's all. Ah, and the meeting will be on Friday afternoon, I suppose, when the inspector and the sergeant and I are all up at the Black Rock swimming pool, drooling over girls in swimsuits and white high heels. You're exactly right, dear. Well done. Well, wait till I tell Sergeant Brunswick. You think he'll be interested, do you? Of course he will. Are you sure? Here he is, coming. Good. See the pyramids <laughs> along the Nile. Morning, Mrs. G. Twin. <laughs> Sir. <sighs> oh, you seem happy, dear. Sir. Ever since you came back from being undercover, you've been a different fella. That's what I think. Sir, I need to tell you something, sir. Well, life could be very wonderful, Mrs. G. Not half so interested in villains as you used to be, <laughs> eh? Not interested in villains at all, oh. Mrs. G. Alter. <laughs> is that right, dear? Sir, that can't be true. You know what? I reckon if Terence Chambers hisself walked in here this minute, you wouldn't turn an air, dear. Am I right? Uh, you probably are. <laughs> oh, sir, please. <laughs> See the pyramids along the Nile. Watch the sun rise on a tropic isle. Just remember, darling, all the while. I know it's selfish to say it, but I felt deserted. All these dangerous villains were in town, and I alone cared what they were up to. Oh, those chips were lovely, Jim. <sighs> What's that doing with this? Oh, just chuck it, Doris. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mean that. That's glittering. Oh, I do. Give it to me. There. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about anything anymore. I, I, I don't. I, I don't care about anything. Only you. I want this week to go on forever. So do I. But what's the use of wishing, dear? Tomorrow you're going to see me in my blue swimming costume winning Miss Bright in 1957. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then on Saturday, Jim. Oh, no. You've got to face it. On Saturday, me and Roy will be getting on our lovely cream and green Southdown coach, dear, and going home to Tottenham. Don't go, Doris. Oh, Jim. Look, dear. Oh, I wish I could stay. Oh, no, you don't want to hurt Roy, but... Roy isn't the problem, Jim. Oh, what do you mean? You mean it's me? I love you, Doris. Jim. Oh, Jim. The thing is, can't you guess? I could never be with a copper, Jim. I don't understand. What's wrong with me being a copper? Coppers are obsessed with crime, aren't they? Like Roy. Oh. We could run a pub, you and me. What? Run a... Or we could have a B&B. Or you could be a driving instructor. Or an accordionist. You did say you played the accordion. Yes, but... Or I could run a dress shop. Or make okay, rock. Okay, can I think for a minute? Stop. <sighs> Stop so I can think. I'm sorry, dear. I just started to think about how happy we could be. Will you be there to watch me win tomorrow? Yes, but... I, I... want you to be there, Jim. <laughs> All right. 
duty might call. Oh, don't let it, Jim. For my sake. I really want you to be there. If you're not there when I win, I promise, I'll get on that Southdown coach on Saturday and I'll never come back. Chambers, Terence, lovely. Potter, birthmark. Morning, Mrs. Bryant. Morning, dear. Are those name tags you've got there? Oh, I suppose they are, yes. Want to see? No, no. Today's the day, then. It is, dear. Are you nervous? Oh, um, no, no. <laughs> Will you be coming to watch as some lucky girl becomes queen for a day, Mrs. G? As it happens, no. Oh, what a shame. Between you and me, I'm opening my own small way to be queen for a day myself. Oh. <laughs> but you wouldn't want to hear about that. It's not the sort of thing that interests an important, famous policeman like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hoping for some recognition from my peers. Hmm. Yes, in, in my own small way, let's put it like that. Is there a convention of char ladies I ought to know about? Yeah, something like that, dear, yes. Oh. Hello, Brighton Police Station. Mrs. Groin speaking. Oh, Vince. Yeah, just a sec. Do you mind, Inspector? Huh? It's, it's for me. Oh, would you rather I, um... I would, dear, yes. Oh, right, right, very good, yes. I, I would, then. Carry on. Vince. Yes, everything's going perfectly to plan. Oh, this lot will be up the Black Rock. I'm just doing the badges. In four hours' time, it could be official. Baddens united of the southeast, with me as the president. Oh, someone's coming, dear. Good luck with the girls, and rig it for Maisie to win, as usual, or her dad'll kill me. Oh, I'm so happy, Vince. A bleeding year this has taken to organise. Nothing's going to get in my way now. Hello. Hello, dear. You must be lost. This is a police station. I know. I'm looking for Constable. Oh. Constable? Oh, oh dear. Never heard of him. Oh. Oh, blimey. Huh? Who are you? Oh. I said, who are you? Palmyra Fitzherbert. No, that's me, dear, isn't it? What I asked was, for the third time of asking, who are you? I looked all over town for Roy on the Friday morning. I found Doris at the Glen Eagles preparing for the contest, modelling a stunning swimming costume. But of Roy, there was no trace. He hadn't been back that night. And then, at the back of the Metropole, behind the bins, I found Roy's book. Oh, no. Roy would never let go of this. And there are signs of a scuffle. Oh, no. All my instincts told me to inform the sergeant. But I couldn't. He was on the brink of a life of happiness with... Well, with a beauty queen. There was only one thing for it. I would have to try to rescue Roy by myself and risk... Risk almost certain death at the hands of people who... Who nailed people's thumbs to... <clears throat> Luckily, by the time I discovered the sergeant in the famous lanes, studying the jewellery in the windows, I had worked out what to do. I'm sure I'm being silly, sir, but I wanted you to have this. Promise me you won't open it unless... What is it, Twitten? Unless... Goodbye, sir. Uh, bye, Twitten. I hope... I hope you'll be jolly happy, sir. Well, I'd better be off, Mrs. G. Uh, Mrs. Grimes? Hello? Uh, oh, the charladies. Hmm. I'll be going there myself, I must say. Yeah. Uh, Twitten? Brunswick? Twitten? Brunswick! Oh, 
Sometimes I think this town will be an absolute anarchy if it weren't for me. I do, really. Jim! Over here, dear! Doris. Ah, you do look beautiful, sweetheart. Would you call that teal? It's bluebell, Jim, honestly. You men. <laughs> Come here. No, I, I, I can't, Doris. I'm a bit worried about Twitten. He gave me this. What is it? I don't know. He made me promise not to read it unless... But he didn't say unless what? Well, you better read it, dear. I promised I wouldn't. Well, he didn't promise that I wouldn't. Give it here. That's probably nothing. He just wanted to scare you, I expect. Now... Dear Sergeant Brunswick, if you are reading this, it means only one thing. Metropole. Terence Chambers. Terence Chambers? I'd like you to have my whistle. Roy's book. Roy. Roy. Well, what about Roy? Uh, to try to save Roy. Uh, Roy danger. Jim. What's happened? Jim, Roy's in danger. Your constable's at the Metropole putting his own life at risk to save him. What? Oh, my poor Roy. I thought you didn't love him. I don't, but, oh, Jim. Jim, you have to save him. Right, right. Um, oh, I'm a bit confused. I'm so sorry I said you should leave the force, dear. So what are you saying? I'm so sorry. I was wrong. You're a policeman, Jim. At the Metropole, I entered by the back doors. Oh, Bally Heck. I didn't know if I'd ever see daylight again. I'm on my way, Twin. Oh, bloody. As I approached the ballroom of the hotel, I could hear a familiar voice. This is a historic day, gentlemen. Tobaddens United. Hey! United. 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 Oh, uh, oh, no. I'll never. I'll, I'll never. Now, um, uh, Doris. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't suppose you could give us a smile. <laughs> uh, Perhaps not. Roy! You? Oh, thank goodness you're safe. Well, not really. They're obviously going to kill me. Well, they'll bally well have to kill both of us then. Is that supposed to make me feel better? I think someone's coming. Uh, I saw Reggie Falco earlier, by the way. Oh, Roy, you didn't say, hello, you're Reggie Falco, did you? I did, actually. Why? Well, it's no wonder they're going to kill you. I feel a bit like killing you myself. Look, look, madam, this is hard enough without the contestants looking like they've seen a ghost. And I do apologise for this, ladies and gentlemen. Are you, um, are you fond of animals by any chance? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm nearly, nearly, oh, God. And that's how it happened that just as Diamond Tony came into the room... Twin! I'm here, Twitten! Oh, sir, gosh, how did you know? Roy, um, Diamond Tony, now, now, let's all calm down, because what we want, what we want, what we want is for no one, no one to get... Uh, uh, sir! Sir! Oh, sir! Blimey! 
What happened? He shot you. Uh, it's probably the same gun he used in the Selhurst train robbery in 1952. Oh, sir, why are you here? I didn't mean for you to be here. What have I done? It's all right, sir. It's, it's Roy, all right. Doris was so worried, you see. Roy's perfectly all right, sir. Hello. <laughs> oh, good. I never thought it would end this way. Really, sir? Well, I hate to sound insensitive. I'd have thought this was exactly the way that... Tony it... didn't shoot me in the heart, did he? No, sir. No. Uh, it looks like the shoulder to me. Yes. Oh. Top of the shoulder, sir. More like a nick. A nick? Mm. There isn't even very much blood. The next day, Roy and Doris got onto their Southdown coach and we waved them off. Ow! Ow! Try waving with the other arm, sir. Obvious. It had been an extraordinary few days, I must say. The inspector was furious that the sergeant had been shot again so soon after coming back from working undercover. But otherwise, we were back to normal. You're looking very pleased with yourself today, if I may say so, Mrs G. Did you have a good day yesterday? Oh, oh yes, yes, of course. Uh, how was that charladies convention of yours? Oh, went like a dream, dear. But much more importantly, dear, hmm? who won Miss Brighton? That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> Here you are, dear. Oh, thanks, Mrs. G. Oh, <laughs> well, it was very strange, Mrs. G, that I handed all the marks to Vince to do the final calculations, you see, and I was uh, I'm sure a lovely red-headed girl from Eastbourne was going to win it. Uh, but you know that... Buck-toothed girl who works in the kiosk by the bandstand. Uh, Maisie, sir. Vince's girlfriend. Yeah. It turned out I'd given it to her. Oh. I hope that wasn't the term you used, Inspector. But what, what, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I hope that wasn't disgusting seaside humour, Mrs. Grimes. It was, dear. Blame the eat, if you like. I, I tell you what, dear. What? Is your face dirty, or is it my imagination? <laughs> is, my, is my face dirty? No. Oh, for heaven's sake, really. <laughs> I give up. In The Adventures of Inspector Steen by Lynn Trask, Inspector Steen was played by Michael Fenton Stevens, Brunswick, John Ram, Twitton, Matt Green... Mrs. Groins, Samantha Spiro, Doris and Maisie, Rachel Atkins, Roy, Douglas Hodge, and Diamond Tony, David Holt. The music was by Anthony May. The producer was Karen Rose. The Adventures of Inspector Steen was a Sweet Talk production for BBC Radio 4. And next time... Oh, oh, oh. The motor won't start, dear. Oh. We are adrift. Oh, what are we going to do? Oh. Any ideas, sir? Oh. Yes. Help! What we really need is a plan, sir. Help! Calling for help is pointless. Oh, yes. Well, I don't agree, Brunswick. Help! Oh. Help! Help! Ah!